Hi, thank you for joining us. When I decided on June 30th that I wanted to dedicate the month of July to mental health, I had no idea it was Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. So I don't know if you're listening to the whispers, you just get guided. And I really feel very strongly that we all need to have more open conversations about mental health. So we're bringing you some professionals in the mental health field, some people that can just share their stories that you might be able to relate to so we can continue to do our best to make it okay to speak about mental illness, mental health, addiction, and beyond. So thank you for joining us. We hope you subscribe and tell somebody else that you think it might help. Thank you. Be well. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. I want you to know that I put on the same dress, my puffy sleeve dress that I'm wearing in the Bay News 9 episode that you're going to see me on in just a moment. But I wanted to clarify something before you listen to this interview. Number one, let me clarify that I will never wear this dress again. I mean, who wears puffy shoulders? It's not 1980. So don't judge, okay? Um, number two, I don't necessarily believe what I said anymore about I had a chemical imbalance in my body and that's why I took antidepressants. So let me just elaborate on that for a moment, if you will. And by the way, I'm very happy that this dress zippered all the way. I'm not like, it's tighter since this episode aired on World Mental Health Day last year. And I think October, yeah, it was October. Um, you know, we've had a pandemic and racial riots and um, things have been shit, blatant shit. And mental health is like, we need this, these kind of talks more. I hope you agree than anything else. So, and it's the 13th. So it's my favorite day uh, of all time. And Alyssa, who you know, I'm sure, um, celebrates her second year with us at my other company, 13th Avenue Media, and we're gonna do a workshop. So there's a lot going on, but I promised I would make July about mental health because I just, I'm just watching what's happening in the world. I learned of somebody else overdosing last night and it's heartbreaking. So I don't care if you get tired of me talking about mental health, this is what we're doing, people. Just got back from the beach, writing my second book. It's just a extension of the first book I wrote. So let me, let me tone it down. I started by saying that I don't necessarily believe in that whole chemical imbalance thing. And the reason is, um, first of all, I listened to this great book. I listen, I listen to only audible books called Lost Connections by Johan Hari after I released my book, because I was feeling all of this release of trauma after I wrote the book, because I hadn't thought about half of that stuff in you know, 20 plus years. So I've been focusing solely on the solution. You know, I don't drink anymore. I don't do drugs anymore. I don't think about what led me to do it. I don't think about it. I stay forward, right? But when you sit and you write all that stuff down, so. When I listened to that book, I was like, you know what? I think he has a point. Now, it's just not Johan Hari's opinion. I recommend that you get this book. Listen to it, read it, highlight it, read it again, read it again and again and again like I did. 
because I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't have a chemical imbalance. I've been saying that in my story for 25 years since I put down the drink and the drugs. Hmm. So he studied with all of these wonderful professors from all over the world, you know, Harvard, Princeton, all those fancy Ivy school, you know, there's some street cred to it, okay? It wasn't just like this author decided to say that there's no chemical imbalance in the serotonin levels and blah, blah, blah. Well, I've been saying that in my story forever because that's what I was told. I remember the prescription was coming to me. You have a chemical imbalance. You're going to take this medication. You'll be okay. All right, so... I'm not saying anything about medication. I don't care. Take medication, don't take medication. I have no opinions. I'm only talking about me. So for me, I realize now that well, if I did have a chemical imbalance, how come it was fixed in six months? Because I haven't taken anything for six months because I had community. I had my 12-step recovery group. I had the love of my family. I had a mentor that was on the show a few weeks ago. I had support. You know, and not everybody's that lucky. So people stay on medication for a long time. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just saying. And I know just because I did it, I'm not like, oh, well, everybody could do it. I'm just saying. So I don't believe that anymore. And I can't believe, actually. Can you imagine? For 25 years, I stand up in front of a room and I'm like, and when I got sober at the age of 21, I fell into a deep, dark depression. It just comes out so easily because I've been saying it so long because I had a chemical imbalance in my body. And my doctor told me, the psychiatrist at the time told me that the levels of serotonin in my brain were going down. I don't even remember exactly what he said, but I needed to just kind of level off. So I took this medication for six months and then I never took it again. I had a therapist. I was working with a therapist and he weaned me off of it. He was checking in with me every week. I was talking about it, I was going to meetings. I was, you know, I was doing all the things I was supposed to do because I like almost died. So, okay, well, I just wanted to make sure I got to say that before you listen to this or watch this episode. Because to me, it's very important that I no longer talk about that chemical imbalance that I had in my body. I needed that medication, even if it was just for, what's that called? I always struggle with this word and it's making me laugh because I can never remember it. You know, like you, you believe that it works, so it works. You know what I'm saying. I'm leaving now to go celebrate Alyssa Palenzuela's second anniversary at 13th Avenue Media. Life is completely different, even from a year ago when I was on this show. So please take your mental health very seriously. If you are suffering, please reach out. If you want a book, I'll give it to you for free. I mean, identifying with somebody else, sometimes that's all it takes. That's what it took for me. And then like a lot of work on myself for like, like, for, for, like every day, okay. Enjoy the episode. <sighs> Stay strong, people. It can only get better, right? Let me introduce you to our super awesome sponsor, High Technology. So, just so you know, everybody, fun fact. I used to be a project manager for a telecommunications company in New York City back in the day before I started working with doctors, but I have known Thai Technology and I am a family friend of this company. That means I trust them and I trust that you work with them. So you know I would never refer anything out that I didn't believe in. They work with um, some of the biggest physician groups across the country, but the best thing is that they're local. They're here in Tampa Bay. 
and they're from New York originally, so there couldn't be any more love than that. So anybody that mentions the Dr. Whisperer podcast or you're a client, you get three months of free service. Oh, check them out. Wednesday is World Mental Health Day, and the overall objective here is just to pause and take stock of how you feel and to seek help if you need it. We're going in depth today with our guest who works with doctors from Tampa Bay to New York and has written a few books on her own journey to mental wellness. We want to ba welcome back Sharon Feckety. She is the author of The Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and Business. Welcome back, Sharon. Good to see you. Thank you so much. It's great to see you. And we're the same we did color. Not dress we did on not. Purpose. No, there was no memo that went out about that one. <laughs> Didn't plan it. <laughs> so tell me, okay, we're we're um, we're focusing on mental health today, yes. and and to to pause and, and and just check your mental health. And mm -hmm. uh, do you need help? Do you need to talk to someone? Uh, kind of take it from there. You've you've gone down this road yourself. I have. Uh, I have. Tell me about it. So it was never in the cards for me to ever talk about this publicly, especially here on Bay News Nine. But I'll tell you that being in business for the last six years on my own, I have come across so many people that struggle. And I almost felt like a fraud because here I was working with these very high level professionals and having conversation about others when I too had been affected in my um, early and uh, well late teenage years into okay. when I was 21 when I got sober. So I got sober um, at 21. So I turned legal to drink and I couldn't anymore. So for me, it was such a hard, long road, but you know, I'm turning 47 on Sunday. Um, it's been quite some time, but it was very difficult to get to a place where I felt comfortable enough speaking about it. I would never talk about anything unless I had 25 years behind me because I think that's sometimes what tends to be the mistake is that we, we become an expert before we're really experts. And not to say that I'm an expert in mental health, but I know what it feels like not just to get sober as a young adult, but also to go through depression and come out the other side. So you struggled with alcohol yes. as a teen. and drugs. And yes. drugs as mm -hmm. a teen. Um, what spurred you to go and get help? Oh, never me. <laughs> so the first time it was a family intervention um, that was fun. Came home drunk and my family was there. And I went to a beautiful rehab in New Hampshire called Seafield Pines. It was like a daycare. Um, you know, because it was a, a bunch of um, young adults okay. misbehaving all together. And so I had a blast there. And then... Um, it was a party. It was a big party. Okay, yeah, so absolutely. that didn't work then, that I'm didn't assuming. Work. Yeah. No, I was 18 at that one. And then when I was 19, I was now mandated because I, you know, the, it's a very progressive disease, alcoholism and drug addiction. Um, and I believe that depression can be um, also in the same world of, of a disease because it really takes over. So at 19, now I get mandated. I go away to another, what I like to call like a day camp. Um, around my peers again, and I wasn't taking it seriously because it wasn't my choice. I was I didn't okay. think I had a problem. Everybody else thought I had a problem, but not me. So it wasn't until, you know, I was ready and everybody else let go of me, which is usually how it works, um, that I finally came back and got the help that I needed. And what was that help? How did it uh, Well, there is the 12-step recovery program. Um, I did not have to go to any 
other rehabs. I had already been to two, knew what it was like. The seed had been planted years ago, and I knew that there was this free place that I could go to that would give me all the help that I needed. So, um, but when I got sober, each time I tried, um, depression followed because mm -hmm. I had this chemical imbalance in my body that I was not aware of. Self-medicating for. Yeah, so now I ha only have my thoughts. <laughs> That's a bad place to be when you had been self-medicating for so long. So I think because I had a wonderful trio, I like to call it, of experts, which was um, I had a, a wonderful therapist that was in New York at the time. Uh, I have a whole chapter about him, Tuesdays with Ben. And I had love in my family, and then I had a 12-step recovery program. So I really had this wonderful opportunity to get better and have love surrounding me. So there was no pressure for me to you know, do this and you will have this. It was just get better and then segue back into life on your terms. So I, I was very lucky, and not everybody is that blessed when they mm -hmm. come back after struggling with addiction. And for people now who are listening to this who might be going through the same thing, mm -hmm. whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol or depression, mm -hmm. or there's just something not right in my yeah. life and I don't have anybody to talk to about it, mm -hmm. um, I'm struggling at work, or, or whatever it might be, just to, to kind of take stock of your mm -hmm. life, what would you advise them? Where do you start? Well, you really need to talk about it. I think the, the worst part about um, the stigma that surrounds mental health is that a lot of people don't want to speak about it. And because I have this book now, everybody's telling me everything, right? It's almost like I just walk in with this. Opened up the floodgates. Right, gates. so you could feel comfortable now telling yeah. me all about your deep, dark secrets because everybody has stuff, right? And I think that when we're going through it, we really do think that we're alone. But we're not alone, and there's people out there that can help. Um, so I think that having somebody that you can trust and talking to them about it, but then there's all these wonderful free resources out there. There's 12-step recovery programs. My parents had gone to Family Anonymous, which today they're so grateful for. There's help for um, uh, teenagers. There's, there's so much out there. There's NAMI. You know, there's uh, Grace Point in Tampa is a wonderful mm -hmm. outlet as well. So, or, or tell your doctor, but you have to speak up about it, you know. Um, and then when you finally feel comfortable letting somebody else know, you really have to be willing to do the work because it's not easy and you don't get better overnight. But if you put some of the steps even that I talk about in the book, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to climb a mountain at Machu Picchu. I mean, you could, like that would probably help. <laughs> But meditation, um, mindfulness, we have so many great resources today, people doing yoga, um, just practicing some form of wellness. I really think that there's great opportunity to overcome. Some people need medication. I understand that. Um, I needed it myself in my first six months, but I haven't had anything in 25 years in my body except, you know, like a smoothie that I had on my way here. You know, there's no reason for me to have to do that anymore. I have other tools. I noticed that you know you have in life and in business. Yes, I, I, I'm sure that that is there for a reason. It and, is. And, and and people who are in whatever business mm -hmm. it may be as professionals might feel like, ooh, this is a secret. Oh yeah. Well, I, I find it interesting now because I'll give it because in my world I have a lot of professionals in my world, CEOs of companies. I have physicians. I just left my neurosurgeon group in Sarasota. People will take my book and they'll go like that, because it says mental health very big mm. for a reason. Because it, the more that we don't talk about it, the bigger the stigma becomes. So the more people that have maybe overcome, like myself, um, and that can offer hope, 
because I certainly felt very alone. I never thought that there would be anybody that could survive what I was going through. I certainly didn't think I could survive it. So now I encourage people, if you've overcome any adversity, you know, talking about it, if you have any type of platform at all, can only do good for others. Let them and know they're not alone, yes. even though they probably have that overwhelming feeling that they are. And yeah. uh, today is just, uh, tomorrow rather, is just one day to, um, you know, World Mental Health yes. Day to, to really think about that. Of course, mm -hmm. it's an everyday, everyday thing, but sometimes you just got to take stock and say, maybe I need this or I yes. need that, and there's nothing wrong with asking Going and that. talking to a therapist actually means you're healthy. <laughs> right? Good thing to end on. <laughs> I remember that. Sharon, thank you thank for sharing. Thank you so much. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Thank you. Great tasting for you. Yeah, you too. <laughs>Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E, technology. Check them out.